Welcome to the Body Science Podcast. As always, the information contained in this podcast is for the information purposes only and is not designed to diagnose or be prescriptive to treat, prevent, or manage any injury, disease, or other health-related condition. Welcome to Body Science HQ, the world of fit, happy, healthy. Today, we're going to talk about your happiness macros, and with me is author Luke Mathers. How are you, mate? Good, GY. Good, Seth. What we love about Luke here at Body Science, everyone, is he's also heavily involved with our team and our dynamics, and I think you've got a title here. We call you the Director- Chief Happiness Officer. Chief, Chief, wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) Chief Happiness Officer. I love that. CHO. Yeah. And on the couch with us is in-house dietitian Mark. How are you, mate? Very good, Greg. It's a privilege to be here and uh, sitting next to an author- Chief Happiness Officer Good in BSC. So you haven't spent any time with Luke yet, have you? I have not spent a lot of no. time with you yet, no. So oh, it's fun. This will be interesting. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun, fun there, mate. <laughs> Luke works with all divisions in our business and all levels uh, of team, and people normally get to uh, reevaluate who they are through one of his little programs called Finding Carlos, which is on a previous mm. podcast we've talked heavily about. But today we're going to talk about your happiness macros. I thought and, we'd, I thought we'd have I, it unmarked. I sort of like that. Yeah, it's mm. pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So macros, who came up with this title? Happiness that macros. That's yours? We spent about six hours in the car last weekend. Okay. And we're kind of, no we're, fights? We're none at all. No. So, yeah, we're just chatting away and it's like yeah. there's, there's three things that we need to be ha- – well, yeah. I had it as three things to be stressed Teflon yeah. and there's sort of an ABC of being stressed. Teflon and they're kind of like your macro, macronutrients of happiness. Is if we yeah. can if we can have those three, then stress isn't going to stick to us and we're going to be happy. And like, like, like with our macros where we can we can count mm-hmm. our macros mm-hmm. is a really simple way to put it. Can we do this with your program as well? Yeah, you can. It's it all probably comes down to the first one. Should we start rattling? Let's go. Around? Yep. The well, the ABCs of, of stress Teflon is awareness, belonging, and contribution. That yes. We've got to have those three. And the first one's really important, that awareness, because without it, without awareness, nothing changes. Yes. Awareness of what you're doing, awareness of why you're doing it and what you're getting out of it. And one of the hassles is that the way our brains work is once we get onto something that we've done a hundred times, our brain just wires into that and we go to that default. Our brains are a bit like electricity and water. We'll take the path of least resistance. So mm. if something's a certain thing we've done that way, we're going to do it that way again unless mm. we stop and think about it and look for other options. Okay, nice. That's, that's true. We see that over here, don't we? And and every probably in every walk of life, you we naturally even we're not aware of it. Like you said, we're not actually aware that we're taking the easier routes and and not fighting through sometimes the obstacles. But that's actually where the gold is, huh? Well, taking the easier route is what our part. That's our path of least resistance, and Mm. that's what we're gonna do most Mm. of the time. Mm. The hassle is when does some and. I wrote a book called Curious Habits, which is all about the things that we do that were useful mm. at one stage. They're not useful anymore, but we're still doing them. Yeah. And mm. you might say you're a, an athlete. It's really, really useful to have 12 week picks every morning. But when you're not training full on heavily and stuff, that thing that was a habit and was really good when you're an athlete probably isn't isn't as good later on. So how do we create really that awareness true. and get curious about what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what we're getting out of it? Because I think any sort of behavior change is almost I call it like a hill of habits mm. that we've got to have awareness us on one side of what we're doing and then when we get to the top of the hill we've got options we can see what we want to do mm. and then we've got to have actions we've got to do the new habit and then and then have the awareness to sort of go back and look at it and you know define cool. it and refine it again i like the way you put cool. in there is it helping mm. yeah it's a thing isn't it it's mm. that that whole idea about getting curious i'm just i'm just a massive curiosity junkie these days and he would so have said it 55 able, times in six hours the other day well to be able to to be able to stop and get curious and we did a, a session with your <laughs> the guys from humble in, yep. last week and one of the 
things, and I'm a massive Ted Lasso fan, but we won't get into that too mm-hmm. much. But one of the things he said in one of his episodes is be curious, not judgmental. And I think if we can all hang in curiosity a little bit longer rather than jumping into judgment, because I think we do that a lot. I think we can as humans. We can tend to judge things really, really quickly yeah. without sort of looking at it from other perspectives and stuff like that. So just having that moment of pause. So you more, <clears throat> you more ask the question rather than pass your own sort of opinion immediately. Just, yeah. just kind of pause and... and and be curious ask the question what's it like on their side and even asking the question i I love the concept of having a truly curious question quite Mm. often we ask questions that are getting our point across they're they're disguised as questions if you looked at them grammatically they're questions but they're not really exactly making statements so how do we actually ask a question that's wanting to actually get that other person's input and seeing it from their point of view yeah and Awareness is a really big thing with that. And if we can be more aware of what's going on, what we're doing, why we're doing it, and what we're getting out of it, that's nothing changes without that. So f- as far as a macro for happiness, I think awareness is, you know, we're in body science. Awareness is the protein. Yeah. I've got a it's question about um, Ted Lasso. I could not find what platform it's on. I was on looking on Apple, every, it's Apple on, TV. It's the one that I don't have. Yeah. <coughs> if you type Ted Lasso yeah. darts, it'll come up. Because hmm. it is a really, really good pe- two or three minutes. Scene, it? yeah. It's a really, really powerful scene. So many people have talked about it. Yeah, and I couldn't find them on any of the. It's, it's, it's another one that you've mm. got. To, it's a show that I reckon you've got to get curious mm. about because it gets really corny. And okay. it, it puts every little woke thing that you've ever saw, and all of that's cool. And here's some diversity inclusion stuff, and it throws all of that yeah. in there. But it's all done from a place of love, not judgment. <laughs> yeah, okay. and that's if you can, if you can put some of that woke stuff aside, and not be so judgy about it, it's just a beautiful show. Yeah, um, exactly. I loved it. It was one of my mm. favourites of, mm. of the last couple of years. So we're looking at your ABCs awareness, and that's your heavyweight. That's the one that you're. Protein play? Yep. I don't think any. I don't yep. think anything changes without awareness. Okay. Belonging. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, humans, you know, we've got really small little little nails. We've got little teeth. We don't run real fast. And we've got soft skin. All right. If we're out in the jungle, you're also talking about own, me, not Mark. <laughs> if we're out in the jungle on our own, evolutionary, evolutionarily, we're toast. Right? We need people. You look at that sort of Maslow's hierarchy needs and we, you know, you think that's why safety and housing and stuff is at the bottom. We need that yep. stuff biologically imprinted into us. But one of the things that, that's happening at the moment is we've got a lot of false things that are, that are giving us this sense of belonging, but they're not really. Yep. And I think, I think that's one of the, one of the reasons, particularly why a lot of people in this generation aren't as happy as they could be because they've got this false belonging. You know, I've got 280,000 friends on Facebook, but mm. I haven't got anyone to, to go to the movies with. True. Yeah. You know what I mean? So where do, where are we actually having proper connection? And I think social media and those sort of digital connections, they're good to a point, but they're not real. They're not they're not mm. true nutrients. We need, yeah. we need to belong. Yeah. And... We need to find places where I love the concept of, of the difference between fitting in and belonging. Yep. All right. Fitting in is we have to change so that we make sure we're okay in this group. Belonging, we can be in this group just by ourselves as we are okay. and we belong. We don't have to change to be that. We're accepted for who we are. Okay. Yep. Finding yep. places where you can fit in now because people don't aren't really self going back to awareness. They're not really sure exactly who they are. So how do they fit in or belong? Because they yep. don't quite know who they are either. So Mate, I, I think, think that's really in important. this belonging so, part. You you talk about people. And we, we talked about this in the car and, and you and I was there when you put this together. It was about building an armor and, and you were talking about people will constantly say, and let's go back to 
bodybuilders. And listen to me having a crack at bodybuilders. I love bodybuilding. Mm. Like it is an amazing sport. Mm. But if you talk to a bodybuilder and you get them one on one on a table, they'll tell you, I'm not lean enough. I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not. And they're really good at their nutrition macros. Yeah. I'm not sure they're very good at their happiness macros. Yeah, like yeah. everything that a bodybuilder does is so structured. If you're going to be good, if you're a good bodybuilder, mm. and Mark, you've, you've been yeah. in this been in this yes. space. Like you've, yeah, sure. You've um, you've won. Mm. What was it? Fitness model. Yeah, yeah. world title. Back what, sort in of, what sort of body fat yeah. do you get down to to win something? Like oh, that? it's six percent. Yeah, at six percent. Yeah, because it it's fitness modeling, so it's, it's a little still, different to pure bodybuilding. Look, it should yeah, be yeah, an achievable yeah. look. It should be an <coughs> athletic, marketable look. Um, so verse. I guess the bodybuilding, which might get less than that, down four percent and thing like so. Um, yeah, I believe but that fitness modeling is a bit sustainable. But yeah, you're, exactly. you're a pretty confident guy, though. Yeah. But and, and here's a here's a classic question for you: When you walked on stage, were you going deathbed scorecard? Oh, yeah. I could have done this, or I shouldn't have done this, or I shouldn't have had that something six weeks ago, or I I didn't train enough. Well, I totally understand that feeling. Yeah. There, there was times of that during the preparation where I felt that, but I can honestly say, when it's time to get on stage, I was in a good place because it's like now I'm actually excited to. I know I'm in the best shape I've ever been in. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh. And now it's time to show it off and showcase all this and, and enjoy this moment because yeah, it's going cool. to come and go very quickly. So let's get up there. And, and you want muscle mania, so obviously you're wearing good shape. <laughs> <laughs> Great yeah. awareness though, Just isn't yeah. it? Yeah. To, yeah. to say, oh, I'm, this is a really important time. I've yes. got to be in the moment here. Yes, I'm happy. I've got some well. photos. I know I look good. Now this is a subject of competition. Anything could happen. But um, I feel like the journey, I did everything I could to get to this point. But I know that that's not the consensus thoughts amongst the industry and it's very challenging for them to get to that head space yeah maintaining four yeah. percent body body fat yeah, yeah you yeah. might look great mm. but you're gonna you're gonna hate life and want to kill people oh, that's a short yeah, period they, that's maintained for but def definitely. the whole yeah process of leading up to that day on yes. stage is and you talk to guys i can't miss i've got to train yeah it, it's all encompassing and becomes very pedantic and yeah. and too pedantic that in retrospect it those little things won't really make a difference but in the moment it mm. means everything so it's so structured and it's it's all in and very tough to then still have this balanced psychological and when you when you wrap social yeah. media around this too and you yeah. know the the need for us to post every day yeah that whole you know will i be good enough you know will people love me will i be more popular it, it's a big thing when you're looking at your happiness macros that the need it to be that belonging to, to to have that thing that oh i have to be putting that armor on that we talked about it's kind of it's basically putting happiness on the other side of some sort of cognitive variety yeah if i get 25 inch mm. arms then i'll be happy if yes. i if i oh, get four yeah. percent body Wait, then I'll be happy. Uh, if whatever, fill in the gap, then I'll be happy. And if I make some, more money, if yeah. I do this, if I yeah, yeah. whichever one you want to pick. If I if I pay off my mortgage, if I you know yeah. find the the woman of my dreams, if I if I find a partner uh, who I really love, the, putting happiness on the other side is like swimming to the horizon. You're yeah. just never going to get there. It's going to yeah. keep going back and back and back. And particularly for I, I remember um, doing work experience at a gym just basically because I was lazy and it was going to be the easiest place to do work experience. Went to the gym and the I've been going to that gym anyway. And the guy who owned it, we got pretty friendly over the week. He was a really good dude, and he said the moment people start lifting seriously is the moment they become eternally small mm -hmm. 
And that kind of, that stuck with me that, wow. And, you know, do you want to, is that what you want to do? Because there's all, you know, it's like the keeping up with the Joneses. The moment you kept up with the Joneses yeah. for any length of time, you're just going to find new Joneses. There's always so there's always someone yeah. bigger. There's always yeah, something further ahead. Yeah. So putting yeah. happiness on the other side of putting on whatever armor you mm. need to put on, whether it's massive, mm. massive biceps and pecs or whether it's being able to have a bank balance with lots of zeros. Mm. Mm. None mm. of those things are actually, they're going to make you slightly happier in the short term, but they're not going to actually give you any long-term happiness unless you have belonging associated to it, unless you're actually doing things, which kind of brings you to the third one. Mm. Contribution. Mm. We've got it. I just love I just love the question. And with my coaching clients, I ask this question almost as the first question every time. Is the world a better place because you're in it? Mm. It's a big question. Do you what? Is the world a better place because you're in it? I think my wife and kids might say yes in that space, but I could probably walk around the office and get a few no's well, if you want. My, my, life, my life's better because you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're one of my best yeah. friends and yeah. you know, I have really cool energy drinks now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. but there's, there's a really cool thing with that. I, I, I love the concept of are people real friends or deal friends? There's a great book by a guy Whoa, called Arthur that's, Brooks. That's heavy. There's a, a real guy, friends or deal friends. Real yeah. friends or deal friends. And it, it's a great concept by, by a guy called Arthur Brooks who's a, who's a professor at Harvard Business School. And one of the things he talks about is particularly couples as they get older, 60% um, of men over 60 rate their, their wife as their, their best friend. 30% of women over 60 rate their husband as their best friend. Mm. So what that tells us, there's a bit of a mismatch there. The numbers don't add up. Because what happens is the women make a much bigger effort to their friends. Men's, men make an effort to their deal friends that are there to help them get through certain things or maybe there to play golf with or maybe they do stuff with them. They don't necessarily they not, don't necessarily know them quite so well. They don't actually speak about things that make belonging and contribution. Okay. So it's yeah. it's to you know do a little reconnaissance of your friends. How many deal friends and how many real friends have I got? All right. And one of the things that we've got to do is, is real friends take work. You've got to... Yeah, you've got to make the time, you've got to make the effort, you've got to get over geography to catch up yeah. with these people. Yeah. But what happens then is that when you have real friends, you contribute to their life. You help them when they need you, they help you when you need you. Yeah. And there's almost like a there's almost like a circle of gratitude that you when you when you're grateful for someone, you've got to actually accept the thing that they've done for you and say thank you, and then also be in a position to let them help you at another time. There's yep. almost a circuit to that. And I don't think bikes are very good at that. We don't like to feel like we owe anyone or that. You know, we've someone else has given us more than we've given them. We like to sort of reciprocate a little bit, but mm. with a real friend, you don't need to do that because you're real friends. Mm. So that money I borrowed off you, will I when I couldn't get cash? Yeah, that's all right, good. Oh, <laughs> perfect. I'll take it out of the warehouse later. I just remembered that as I saw you when you walked in. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's a, it's a really cool concept that you know, and it kind of it's almost where belonging and contribution come together. Yeah. Am I am I a real friend and am I someone that I'm there for you no matter what? I remember um, crashing my car on the M1. Someone rang up my ass. It was pissing down rain. It was a miserable day. And I'm, I'm sitting with the tow truck driver and I've rung you and just said, oh, someone's just ran up my ass. Airbags went off the whole bit. All right. And you're going, oh, shit, where are you? I'll come and get you now. There was like not even a moment you know, mm. do whatever. It was like, I'm going to come and get you now. And I'm an hour away. And Greg's like, no, I'm going to come and mm. get you now. I'm like, no, it's okay. I'm right next to a train station. I'll get a train mm. home. It's all cool. But that's what a real friend does. Yes. You know what I mean? Sure. They're there for <clears> you. <throat> they contribute for you. Mm. And part of being a real friend is being able to do that. And also because sure. Greg was the one who you called. So from your side, that shows that he's yeah. you know, also, hey. It's but, a really it's yeah. a really good oh, thing. We like to celebrate our stupidity too, Mark. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if we do something really stupid, we often ring each other. And <laughs> who, 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 who can I ring that's not going to judge <laughs> me because he's just as stupid? <laughs> but it, it's a really cool thing that, you know, if you were – if you were sick, yeah. in trouble, yeah. you know, arrested, 
Who would you call? And they actually did this experiment in the Mm. States and the median number of people that people could call was zero. Really? More than half the people. And if you know that if they took family and immediate family out yeah. of it, the median number of other people they could call was zero. Whoa. All right. Which means half the people didn't have someone they could call. So to be able to look and, you know, make a list of your 10 friends and are they deal friends or are they real friends? And what things am I doing to actually put myself out to do something difficult that, that is going to help my friend and to allow them to help me when I need it? How vulnerable I've been to tell them when stuff's going on or do I just bury that shit? Yeah, because you know it goes back to awareness as well. If we're really mm. worried about something, are we just burying it, or mm. are we actually going to our tribe and saying, "I need this"? A friend of mine, really close friend of mine, who's definitely one of the top of the list of my real friends, um, got divorced a few years ago. First thing he did was he hired a unit and rang all his mates and say, "I need my tribe come." Wow! And all of us came. Yeah, awesome. you know what I mean? And we were there for him. The Imagine whole if way more young all. men did that when they need to. Well, we've got to have real friends. Mm. You can't, uh, you know, you might have 10,000 social media followers and none of them are going to come in and hang with you at your unit to, yeah. you know, help you feel better when your wife walks out of you. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. So, and so I, th- I reckon our, our, our macronutrients there, if we've got to have awareness. We've got to know what we're doing and why we're doing it. We've got to have belonging. We've got to feel like we're part of a tribe. Yeah, mm. and the tribe's got to be better because we're in it. And if mm. we can do all of those things, and the particularly the last one, the contribution mm. stuff, we often don't notice that we're doing really good things. We just do it. All right, just stop and pause and savor that for a minute, and so, um, that, that can help. Yeah. And I, I want to jump on that part if I can. We've talked about the ABCs of the macros of happiness. We're listening to this. We're going, yeah, yeah. There's a stress author talking about stuff again. <laughs> How do we actually put this into practice right now? If somebody's sitting in a car listening, going, okay, I sort of like what I'm hearing here. How do we put these A, B, C, like if we want to, if we want to get our macros done, we ring a mark. Yep. Okay. How do we do this right now? In this one, well, we've got we've got to take an audit of what our, who our tribe is yep. for a start. We've got to have awareness. Um, with the awareness stuff, one of the, one of the books I wrote was called Reset, and it was it was about teenage anxiety and stuff like that, and how to help teenagers talk to themselves a bit a bit better. And one of the things I wrote it with a sixteen year old, which was just a great experience. And one of the things she did was made things simple for me. She made it easy to understand, and she came up with a great concept called Catch, Wait, and Reset. And Catch, Wait, and Reset is basically the thing I talk about at the at the fork in the stress road something bad's happened what am i going to do now and it's catch the physical sign that you're feeling stressed you know what yours would be mate if you're feeling stressed I saw it the other day your, actually what? what would your body what would your body what would the there'd alarm bell your body there'd be sweating sweating okay so, as a physical response <laughs> yeah yeah so if you're in a meeting and you feel yourself <laughs> starting to sweat normally that turns into holy shit i'm sweating oh what am i going to do what am i going to do panic 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 and we go into what i call an old brain shitstorm mm. where your old brain takes over the smart yeah. buddy brain goes missing mm. what we've got to learn to do in those situations is use that sweating for me it's not to my stomach yeah. what would yours be right? um head yeah yeah filled in my head what you, headache you'd like a headache i put my hands on my head straight away he like, does oh, that yeah, first indication like this. shit's going the wrong direction yeah. for me as soon as my hand touches my head i go you need to just take a breath you need yeah. to like have a good think and most times i go fuck it i'm still going forward mm. but at least i've stopped and thought about it yeah. yeah and that actually brings us to the next one so the thing is catch weight and reset so it's catch the physical sign that you're feeling stressed and that's an awareness thing yep all right. One of the hassles with that with some people is that they've got this constant hum of stress going through their whole entire mm. life. And it's a bit like living near an airport or living near a highway. You don't hear the cars and the planes after a while. Yeah. And so what we've got to do mm. is take some time where we settle down, we're quiet, we're letting our body sort of just our cortisol levels drop and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. And once we do that, then we can hear the noise again. Yeah. 
when it comes. So stress, stress to me is a is a signal. It's a it's a siren. It's something going off to sort of say, pay attention here. And if you're walking through the jungle mm. and you didn't have that, you got eaten. So we're meant to have this stuff. Yeah. It's, it's I'm, I'm a massive believer kind of, that stress is a really good thing. We've just got to kind use of it. like yeah. That whole first thing is okay. How do we define what stress is? What is stress to yourself? That's good. And that's kind of like if you put it back to nutrition and macronutrients. You say we say to clients, well, what's your goal for your yourself, and how do you define healthy? Mm-hmm. Hey, like yeah. it's because it's specific and it's individualized. So it's it individualized. Is. What is stress to me is different to what your yeah. stress is. Your stress response is different. So then we can then build a plan according to that. Once we get them to define their individual goal, hey, and that that's really good. Because and everyone's I'm like different. You, Greg. I'm sitting here going, yeah. How do we start with this? Well, what's so, actually so what the first thing is identify your tribe. Yeah. yeah. Second thing is catch catch what, weight and reset. Understand what your stress responses are. Mm-hmm. Understand when you're getting to that fork in the road. You know, we can do things like we can fight we can start yelling and screaming and throwing toys out of the pram mm. we can do things like flight which is usually going to be denial distraction mm. do whatever i can to make me feel good and we're going to have another podcast later on about dopamine lollipops yep. and dopamine lollipops are basically give me something to feel good right now because i don't yep. yeah okay. i'm stressed something's going on yeah <clears throat> give me something give me a give me a mobile phone give me a chocolate give me a booze give me a line of whatever so we've got these two things mm. in place yeah. We've identified our tribe. Yeah. We've looked at our- Got catch, weight, and reset. Reset. So what does that mean now into looking at the macros of happiness? So what it means is that we've got to be aware of almost like happiness hygiene. What are the things, if I continue doing it this way, is going to put me on a slippery slide to misery? Yeah, okay. All right? What, is, what does that look like? Yep. And, okay, so what are the things I can put in place? I'm going to make sure I catch up with my mates on Thursday night. Yep. I'm going to make sure I go to the gym on Tuesday because that actually makes yep. me feel better. What are, your, what are your happiness hygiene protocols? What are the things that you're going to do that actually bring you joy and swing you from being full-on worked up to being chilled out and make sure that we do those things? Because the hustle is when we get busy and we get all of these goals that we're going for, you know, they're all cool. But, you know, if we're burning ourselves out, we're not mm. going to do it. The people that are working 60 hours a week, they're not going to be happy. They're yeah. not going to be effective. They're not going to be doing the jobs well. Mm. So how do we actually have the awareness of knowing that? And the last one is probably to make sure we savor the good things that we do. Yeah. Because mm. we don't do that. Humans aren't really very good at savoring the good things that we do. Uh-huh. We but, do a lot of things here. We always add a, what are we celebrating? Yeah, great uh, Like it's something we we, we – put that into our process it's it's not natural mm. but it's something yeah. like what are we celebrating yeah that's a big thing for us this podcast is brought to you by the new bc energy need a boost you want that 160 megs of caffeine 100 sugar free three flavors ice blast berry burst lime crush bc energy is your answer whether you're looking to crush a can or crush a workout mark raise the bar raise the can boom so you think of they're your, they're your macros with your yeah, and Let's there's almost a micro micros, yeah, yeah, I, I kind of like. I knew you were going to do that. When we got talking about this in the car the <clears> other day, <throat> I'm thinking, wow, what are the micronutrients of happiness? I probably, you know, what are the little things that you can do that mm. you can probably do without them for a short term, but you can't mm. do them out without them forever. You know, vitamin C is a micronutrient. Mm. Go without vitamin C for a long mm. way, and you're going to be mm. like a, you know, this is a, like a, a, a 1700s sailor and have scurvy. Yeah, So the inner health, the vitamins and minerals, whereas the um can get the aesthetic appeal and looking good from the outside from the macro sometimes but what's yeah. going on in our inner what's house? going on in there and these are these ones and no. things like gratitude yep. Gra- gratitude is massive and it's it's one of those ones that gets chucked in the touchy-feely warm fuzzy fluffy mm. sort of basket but gratitude is huge man gratitude 
Um, gratitude just steps up so many things in our body that actually makes it good. It decreases here's, our and here's the challenge level. I've got for everyone out there. Is it that hard to be grateful for things happening around you? Mm. Like just stopping breathing and being grateful. Mm. Yeah. You know, you, you, your boss is a dickhead, get that, but be grateful that you work with other great people that business and that you can pay your rent and do the things you need to yes. do in life. Mm. You know, there, there's a grateful you can attach to a lot of things. And I think that's a really important and a really simple one for when you start to look at micronutrients. And you can look at things like mental health problems and people who are really struggling with anxiety disorders and depression and stuff. Sometimes it might just be simple as my coffee was warm this morning. Yeah. But just the finding those little things to savor and be grateful. But you know what? For. Still be grateful you got a caffeine hit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Like there's, you there's can really put up. Sure. You, can, you can go either way here, can't you? Mm. Yeah. yeah, you can. Yeah. And th things like things like you know openness to new ideas, things like being mindful about what you're doing and and why you're doing it and what's helping. That's that is stuff. a classic. I mean, we we often, I mean, we went away with nine guys on the weekend, and that's why I had to borrow money from Luke because <laughs> nobody could tap. They didn't want to cash, and I didn't have any credit cards. <laughs> So I, I was like, well, I'm fucked. <laughs> like, yeah. I, got, I got nothing. And luckily my good mate over here sold a few books occasionally and he was able to throw me a little bit. But what I found with this group compared to what normally happens is I didn't see any phones out on this trip. No. Like this trip was, and because it's not you're tapping for a beer or you're doing all that type of thing, pretty well much they were on, the, apart from you guys punt and I don't, that the phones were down and people were talking. Mm. Like they were really... And I found that level of staying present really, I really got a lot out of last weekend from the group of guys we went away with. Oh, these and I'm phone not saying I don't get that everywhere I go, but my phone lives on my hip. Yeah. Traditionally, when I go places, I'm someone to say something, I'm researching something or showing something. I'm always on that thing. For those that don't know Greg very well, he's a pain in the ass when it comes to his phone. He's always on his phone. <laughs> Unless you're calling, it doesn't ring. <laughs> <laughs> But, but those sorts of things, that, you know, things like mindfulness, flexibility, curiosity about looking at different ways to do things and what else I can do. I think those sort of things are our, are our sort of micronutrients. Even things like, I, I love the word hope, you know, and I, even the, the intricacies of things like between optimism and hope. Optimism is just, oh, everything's going to turn out right. Hope is I'm going to do some things to make sure it turns out right. And even just looking at the little intricacies of that. And I'm, yep. I'm loving the intricacies of words at the moment, just to, you know, the difference between hoping, hope and optimism. Yep. You I mean, optimism is I have some control over what goes on here and mm. I want good things to happen and what can I do to make sure good things happen? Yep. Nice. And mm. that sort of stuff. So I think that, I think everyone's micros are probably a little bit, yeah. a little bit personal to Let's them. Let's read yes. yours out, mate. Gratitude, mindfulness, flexibility. That's something you've spoken to me about recently in one of our sessions. Curiosity, optimism, being authentic, being forgiven and self-compassion. Do you want to talk about that one? Well, self-compassion is a massive one because, you know, if someone talked to me the way I sometimes talk to me, I'd probably punch them in the head. You know what I mean? If, yeah. No, you're not going to allow anyone to talk to you like the way you talk to yourself. And I've something I've done over the last couple of years is just sort of caught that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I wouldn't put up with someone else talking to me like that. Why the hell would I talk to me like that? And, I, and I, it's now not a habit I do anymore. Yep. Um, and it's like, okay, let's mm. catch yourself talking to yourself like shit because it's not helping. Mm. You know? And that go back to the <clears throat> macros. That's an awareness thing. I'm awareness that I'm not talking to myself in a mm. way that's serving me. And, mate, where, in today's world, where does this imposter syndrome sit in this space? Like, And I, ha I had this chat with someone today in the, in the business who's who's a manager and um, recently got some great qualifications mm -hmm. at a really high level. Mm -hmm. And I know exactly who you're talking yeah, about. And, and, and she had the belief in her that we I all love you, Sharon, just so you know. <laughs> and yeah, but it's it's a classic case of we started talking about you've you've got a masters now in this mm -hmm. space. Let's do it. And in this 
micro-conditions of happiness because she was talking to me about workflow and time and and her next – she's just had a big holiday, so there's a, she's feeling flat. Mm-hmm. She went away for eight weeks. She didn't get a lot of sympathy, sympathy from me on that one. No. Obviously, you can stiff shit. But the, the reality in this space is I said to her, I think you're suffering from that with a little laugh afterward. Mm-hmm. But – I'm actually being, I was being very truthful with her in that I think you are suffering from that because you're not getting the happiness. She just got that master's last week and she was up here to celebrate it and we loved it. Mm -hmm. But I think post that celebration, the reality of I've got this master's, Mm -hmm. what am I doing with it? Why aren't I doing this? And all that stuff came into place that you started talking about. In, in the macros, where do you see this imposter syndrome that I think a lot of people struggle with that these days? Yeah, imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome is one we can look at from a couple of ways. One way is that everyone else looks at me and sees someone that's X, Y, and Z that's really, really good, really accomplished, really good at what they do. Yep. I don't see that in myself, all right? But I trust their judgment more than me, but yet I'm going to trust me my judgment on this one that actually keeps me down. Yep. That okay. doesn't make sense. Yep. Mm. All right? I trust everyone else's judgment for everything else, but I'm going to trust my own when it's talking about how shit I am. That's one side of it, that catch yourself doing that. The other one is I think we throw I'm not an up myself arrogant arsehole and then turn that into imposter syndrome. Yep. And that's not. That's just not being an up yourself arrogant ask out. Stay curious to be out looking at different options, seeing what other people can contribute to it. And and that's okay too. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're terrible and you're useless and you're no good. And I think we can jump to imposter syndrome probably a little bit quicker than we need to. So I reckon, I reckon that's another one we need to catch, weight and reset. That I'm talking myself out of being good here. Um, and and that's, because of some sort that's of where I was this morning when I was talking to your shows and sorry I've used your name twice now but massive fan like I said but yeah I, I just I, I, I had that belief in this that she's not happy right now with what she's doing when I was talking to her she, she was calling me up and, and it was about management and authority and job roles because we're doing all that here at Body Science mm-hmm. right now the marketing division has new people in it lots of cool things happening in that space and people want to work in marketing body science that makes them happy mm-hmm. okay so when I was talking to her and I've pretty well much called the well you are this this and this you know pull your socks up and start being that yeah and that's when I pulled the imposter syndrome yeah. out with her that I don't believe she felt comfortable that she could pull those socks up and do that space yeah and w- when we're looking at this macros of happiness I think it's really important that you say all these things we need to do mm-hmm. but you've got to have that self-belief mm-hmm. to be able to do that well one of the things I, I love the concept of have do be. Yep. All right. And, and people sort of think, yeah, if I have the masters and then if I do this marketing job for a little while, then I'm going to be good at, then I'm going to be the, you know, the marketing chief or whatever yep. it is. What if you're the marketing chief now? What would you do? And then what would you have at the end of that? Yep. So re- the, instead of being have do be, be be do have, be I'm someone that does marketing, mm. then do cool. it and then, ha- and then you'll have it. So we've, we've got it, we, we put it on the other side of that. If I have this, then I can do that, then I'll be that. We've got to flip that. Be what you want to be and then you get to do what you want to do and, and then you'll have what you want to have. <laughs> Just good. stepping outside of that for a second, how many times did you practice that before you yeah. actually put it into one of your talks? Oh, I've said that a few times. Well, I bet you have. <laughs> it's not mine. It's actually a lady called Byron Katie, but yep. um, it's, it's pretty good work. Yeah, this is strong. It's really strong. Well, mate, thanks for coming in. Oh, look, that's the macro and micronutrients <laughs> of happiness. I'm um, suitably confused by that statement you just said. <laughs> Mark, can you repeat it? No, luckily we can re-listen to this. Yeah, I'm, I'm replaying it in can my you, mind. Can you also. say it? Have, do, be. Swap it around. What if you swap it around? Yeah. What do I want to be? What do I need to do? Then what will I have? I think that's yeah. a great way to finish this podcast. Good. Thanks for coming on, Loki. Pleasure, buddy. Thanks, Luke. Cheers, mate. Cheers.